Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, loner main characters, a club designed to help people with problems, teens with chinibio issues, stereotypical high school cliques, and light novel adaptation antics. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 448, My Youth Romantic Comedy is Wrong as I Expected. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Monger Review, some podcasts and making reviews about kinetically enhanced narratives. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjour, and what's up? Hope all of you out there in internet land are happy and healthy and had an amazing holiday weekend. Mine was different, but it wasn't that bad. And hope all of you are doing well out there. Hello to all of our Patreon Society members. Hope all of you are excited for another fun-filled episode. And for everyone who is enjoying manga well hope you got some cool manga this weekend so actually i'm ready to get to this and to talk about manga but if you're joining us for the first time welcome spirekin or as i said earlier some podcasts and vanger reviews about connectly enhanced narratives is a nerdy podcast where we talk about various geeky topics depending on the show you're listening to since it's the manga review obviously we're talking about manga we will explain how the art style is, the overarching plot, the characters, the production quality, the narrative, and most importantly, if it's worth investing your time in or not. You don't have to agree with anything that I or my co-host say, but we try to be educational, enlightening, exciting, and most importantly, entertaining. You can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Pandora, and various other social media and audio websites just type in s-p-i-r-a-k-n in the search bar and i guarantee you'll find us one way or the other if you have any questions or comments or concerns you can email me personally at zan that's x-a-n at spirekin.com or you can tweet me at spirekin on twitter or if you're on instagram remember to like and share me on instagram at spirekin and if you enjoy what we do, you can always support our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Spirekin to help us create more fun content for you to enjoy. And with that in mind, let's actually get to the manga review for the week because this is a very different one than I was reading this weekend for the holiday weekend. Because if you remember from the last episode, I spun that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga. And it Dick Town to be there viewing a manga that was actually an adaptation of a light novel that was written by Wataru Watari and illustrated by Ponka 8. This adaptation was has art by Naomichi Ao. It's published by Shogo Kuken, and its English publisher is Yen Press. It is a seinen series that came out in December 19, 2012 to present. The original series came out in 2011 to, to April 2021. There are 18 volumes of the manga and... Well, 17 volumes of the light novel. It is a slice-of-life romantic comedy series that is known as Yahari Ore no Seshun Rabukome wa Machigateru. And it's often abbreviated as Oregaru and Hamachi, but we know it over here as either My Youth Romantic Comedy is Wrong as I Expected, or, as the anime is known as in the manga, My Teen Romantic Comedy Snafu. I know, crazy long title, and as you guess, it is like a rom-com light novel series. But if you've never read or seen this series, which has had video games, anime adaptations, a live-action movie adaptation, drama CDs, and tons of other references, the premise is this. Um, we have our main character, who's a pragmatic and kind of loner, named Hachiman Hakigaya. 
And during his, not exit interview, but one of his earlier days, he makes a statement which is kind of bad. His reflecting on his life in high school, he writes this message. Youth is lies. Youth is evil. Those who incessantly celebrate their teenage years are lying both to themselves and to those around them. Their principles are entirely based on their own convenience. Thus, their principles are deceits, lies, deceits, secrets, and fraud are all reprehensible thing. These people are evil, and that means, paradoxically, that those who do not celebrate the teen years are correct and righteous. In conclusion, go die in a fire, you normies. And he submits this report to his teacher, and she's like, no, you're doing this over. I can't believe that you saw this as you're reflecting on your school and life. It sounds like you're writing a before letter for a school massacre. And he's like, uh, no, you know, I guess it kind of does sound like that to a lady that's your age. And she's like, what did you say about my age? Uh, nothing, nothing, nothing. Um... I didn't mean anything by that. So after making some anime references, because that's what his teacher does, she ends up forcing him to join the school service club that is designed to help students with various problems. You have a problem, go to the service club, they will help you out. They won't do it for you, but they'll help you to succeed where you need to. And the club is run by Yukino Yukino Sashita, who is a upper-class person who is also upper-class, meaning that she's rich, she's wealthy, and she's a little bit older, and she has a bit of a, let's be honest, an icy bitch personality. She's not nice to a lot of people, she shows very little empathy, and when you enter the club, she's generally looking at her book doing something. Doesn't mean that she wants to not help anybody, because she has this weird, twisted sense of noblesse oblige, which is, you have to help be exceptional in order to help people, and since she's rich and exceptional, it's her duty to help lost lambs of the world. She wants to help people, but she's brutally honest and directly analyzes their flaws. And she's kind of, like I said, she's a bitch, and she gets very disgusted by how people help each other. Meanwhile, like we said, Hikigaya is people are hypocrites. They don't believe in what they do, and happiness is a facade. And so their competing ideologies cause them to not really work well together, but they make an agreement and a bet to see who's right. So they help out different people with their problems, and they work together, and eventually things happen. Now, they're joined by their first client who shows up, which is this girl named Yui Yugihama, who when they first meet her, she wants them to help her bake cookies for a certain someone, quote-unquote, wink-wink. She's not cynical, she's super sweet, really friendly, and her problem isn't that she has a personality issue. That's not at all. She's willing to help, she's really sweet, and she's nice. But that's the problem, she's too nice. She can't express herself because she's afraid of sticking out of going against the boss of any group. So she's just, yes, no matter what you say, she's a yes person. And she eventually ends up joining this service club because she loves how Yukino and Hikigaya are able to, well, tell people the brutal, honest truth. She's someone who is just awed by that. They will tell you 
everything straight to your face. They won't say, oh, it was a nice attempt. They'll say, no, you burnt those cookies and they taste horrible. And this is not how you do things. Or don't bullshit them. This person is bad or this book is terrible. Or to one person who's a writer, he's like, this guy's crazy. Why did you write this? Or this sounds like a really weird perverse uh, fantasy. Why did you put this in your story? And she eventually ends up growing through this club. And also, she's part of the club because, well, it hints in the first volume that she met Hikigaya early on in the first day of school. And she's the reason why he's a loner in school. And she likes him because of this. Um, long story short, Hikigaya was entering school his first day. He sees this girl who he doesn't remember with a dog. The dog gets loose, starts running towards a car. Hikigaya goes, runs, grabs the dog, gets hit by the car, saves the dog, but he misses the first three weeks of school. And because of that, he shows up to school three weeks later. Everyone has set their own cliques up. And now he has no one to talk to. He has no friends, nothing. He's the new guy. And so he says, you know what? I'm going to embrace this and just be loner guy. And that's going to be my life for three years. And this is his second year. And it's He's just embraced this solitude, not realizing it's not good for him. And it seems like he it's a great character study for Hikigaya because he's such a unique character because he seems to be obsessed with taking blame of other people's failures in order to make everyone else happy. He seems like a sin eater, and I do like that aspect of him. Also, Yukina is interesting because she is so... She seems like she's a cold-hearted bitch, but she does have an honesty to her that she has. And she wants to be with people, but just seems like she's too prickly to be with them. So she has the hedgehog's dilemma of she wants to be close to people, but she hurts them. So she doesn't want to be too close. And then Yui's problem of just she doesn't know when to say no and them all working together uh we get some of the other characters introduced in the first volume including uh zoiteru zaimokoza who is this kid who suffers from that weird teenage phenomenon known as chunibyo now for those of you who are unfamiliar with it which is some people here and i kind of had to look into it because i've seen it in mangas and light novels but i never really understood it till i investigated it further It's this term which means that you have grandiose delusions. You want to stand out and you have to convince yourself that you have hidden knowledge or secret powers or something crazy. Some countries call it eighth grade syndrome or second year syndrome. And there's a lot of characters in anime who show this. A good example is in Comey Can't Communicate, there's the girl with the eye patch who's like, I'm I'm a reincarnation of an of a wizard and Komi is a princess. There's that person. And then in Psyche, there is the dark wings of vengeance. Who's part of the secret group to fight the evil organization. They suffer from Chinibyo. It's just a very, it seems like it's a kid playing as something, but it's more than that. It's like a psychological issue where you believe that you're more powerful than you are, that you imagine yourself as this, thing you weren't you're not just a regular person you are omnipotent powerful you are 
the chosen one, but no one else knows but you. And that's what this is. And Zymokuza is this guy who believes he is the reincarnation of a samurai warrior because his name is similar to a very famous uh, shogun. And then he sees Hachiman as Hachiman, the samurai as well. So he's his valet. So they he ends up seeing him as his friend. That's the closest thing that uh, he has to a friend. And he wants to become a writer. And that's how they work together. It's pretty funny. He's such a weird character. And then there is one other character who's kind of cringy. Um, how to explain this character nicely. But uh, you know what? I'm just going to say it straight. We're talking about Saika Totsuka. Who is the president of the tennis club. Who is androgynous looking. When he first shows up and talks to Hikigia. Hikigia is like, wait, why is this girl talking to me? And why is she kind of flirting with me? Then he, he learns she's a he and he's like oh you're a boy um i didn't have those weird thoughts and every time they meet he kind of has these weird thoughts so it's a little cringy but not terribly and that's what this manga and light novel series is about it's about the service club depicting various social situations faced by teens in a high school setting and the psychology behind the interactions and how things are different and that's the fascinating part of the story is seeing all these different mental issues and things that are very subtly done. And unlike with Comey Can't Communicate, where it's every single character in the classroom is a different social anxiety issue, this, it's just focusing on people with different problems and how they deal with it while healing Hikigaya's own mental issues. And that part's really fascinating about the story. The art is okay and passable, now let's get to the part which is kind of rough. Hachiman Hikigaya is a unlikable main character. I don't like him. I don't root for him. I mean, eventually it gets he gets better when you see the person behind his complete death to all normies. But he's not really likable to start off with, and neither is Yukino. Yukino's like, oh, she's the cute girl that's bitchy. She just reminds me of a of a more petite Asuka, where she's mean and cruel. And then there's Yui. Yui is the super nice girl, and that's fine. It's feels just tropey. And while I am interested in this, and I think it could be really, really cool, I just find it to be meh. I mean, really, meh. It's just... I don't know. I mean, I know that it's such a... It is a loved series, and that a lot of people enjoy it. And I don't hate you if you do like it. I don't. And I don't hate this series. Like I said, I really enjoy the psychological elements about it. The art style is okay. It just... I expect more from my manga, and this one just doesn't seem to do much about it. It feels like it's stolen from other series, and it's been imitated by others. And there's some series that have done the job better than this, and there's series that have done the elements that it stole from better. It just feels plagiarized. And that's a shame, because I really do want to like this and say it's the best thing ever, but it's just okay. 
And supposedly the light novel is astounding. And I don't know. I just, I don't know. I mean, after Tomozaki, I've kind of been holding a higher standard for a lot of my light novel adaptations and stories about a main character who has issues as he deals with other characters. And like Tomozaki, you don't hate him. He's not a character who's who you just feel reviled by. I don't like this guy. I, I mean, eventually it's. I mean, it's not as bad as say redo of Healer, where that series that guy's a piece of shit. Just this guy's just not a great character. That's that's my personal feelings, and maybe later on he will get better. Maybe I'm wrong. If you've read this and you think differently, email me zanspiker.com or leave a comment in the show notes. Let me know what your thoughts are, what you think I'm missing here. But for our rating system, I'm going to have to give this, it's a gift from your crazy Aunt Muriel. It's okay. But in the long run, it's forgettable. There's better stories that have done this adaptation so much better with the dealing with social issues with classroom characters. It's been done better. And that's my thoughts on it. And, well, let me know what you think. Uh, email me zanspiker.com with your thoughts. So with that in mind, let's actually get to the manga releases of the week. And we've got 20 for December 28, 2021, which was yesterday. And so this week we had The Hero Life of a Self-Proclaimed Mediocre Demon, Volume 1, the manga. The Dragon Knight's Beloved, Manga, Volume 1. The Apothecary Diaries, Volume 4, which I've actually been waiting for because it's such a good series. Species Domain, Volume 12, the manga. Sabikui Bisco, Volume 1, The Light Novel. Please Tell Me Gakochan, Volume 6, which I'm surprised that came out because with everything going on with the creator, I thought this was completely canceled. But apparently this still came out. If you want to hear what happened with that, listen to tomorrow's episode about the news report. We'll get into that because it's kind of a screwed up situation going on with the mangaka in that series. Anyway, we had Otaku Elf, Volume 3. My Next Life as a Villainous Side Story on the Verge of Doom, The Manga Volume 1, My Izakai Life Volume 1, My Boy Volume 8, Night of the Ice Volume 8, How a Realistic Hero Rebuilt the Kingdom, The Light Novel Volume 13, Harukana Receive Volume 9, By the Grace of God Volume 4, Boys Run the Riot Volume 4, Blood on the Tracks Volume 8, Attack on Titan, The Omnibus 2, which is Volumes 4 to 6, Aphorita from Commonplace to World Strongest Zero, The Light Novel, Volume 5, and then finally, A Sign of Affection, Volume 4. So, which of these are you excited for? For me, definitely Aphorita, Blood on the Tracks, Boys Run the Riot, How Realistic Hero, My Boy, which I was surprised Volume 8 came out because I've been waiting for that, uh, My Next Life is a Villainous, Side Story, Apothecary Diaries, and The Hero Life of self proclaimed Mediocre Demon. Those are what I'm excited for. Let me know what you thought. And we had tons of manga that came out this year for 2021. And while I am not doing a list of the best and worst manga of 2021, for the podcast and some future episodes over the next week, we're going to be releasing some of the best anime of the year, the best TV shows of the year, the best movies of the year, and just some general thoughts about what happened in 2021. Stay tuned for those supplemental episodes. You'll be hearing from them very soon. And 
With that in mind, before I get any further, thank you for listening and thank you for giving me another great year of podcasting and being there listening to this podcast. I appreciate each and every one of you. You're all awesome. I hope you had a great and safe 2021. It's been a kind of weird and rough year, but we made it. And now let's see how 2022 goes. Hopefully much better than that. And so for the last time for 2021, let me get to that part you've all been waiting for. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one, that only... The Wheel of Manga! Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is that one that only the Wheel of Manga? Well, the Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. What I've done is I've assigned a manga tile to each of the 10 slots. So we're going to spin that one that only the Wheel of Manga. Whatever number it lands on, I'm going to review in the next episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review, episode 449. Also, the first episode of 2022. So what do you think is going to be on this list? Well, let me read some of them. Well, we've got The Country Without Humans, Cat Massage Therapy, Girl from the Other Side, Living Girl Matsunaga-san, The Walking Cat, Die Dark, Wandering Witch Elaine, Hitomi-chan is Shy with Strangers, Don't Toy With Me, Miss Nagataro, and The Rose of Versailles. Nice little mix of manga titles and manga genres. And note that list is backwards. So number one is Rose of Versailles. Number 10 is going to be The Country Without Humans. So let me spin and see what I'm going to review in the next episode, shall we? Number one. So, whoa. Looks like in the next episode, I'm going to be reviewing the oldest manga on this list. And one which is famous for having a main character that is... Very unique. We're talking about Lady Oscar. And yes, I'm talking about Rose of Versailles, which you can actually get a hold of through Udon Entertainment, even though it's very expensive because apparently it was a limited run. But I think that's going to be a fun read. I actually never read it before, so I'm going to see if I can get a hold of it beforehand. I got one week, right? Let's see what I can do. So either way, uh, I'd like to thank all of you for listening. I really appreciate every single one of you. If you've joined our Patreon, thank you very much. There's going to be a very special thing in our Patreon for every single member. So for everyone in each tier from the Konnichiwa tier to the What's Up tier, there's going to be something really cool at our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Spyrokin. If you want to join to help support the podcast, definitely go there and check it out. And with that in mind, I'd like to thank you all for listening. You're all awesome. As usual, I'm your host, Zan. I'm Gonsville. Happy New Year. See you next time, and keep reading manga.